0: At the same time, though, there were a lot of days that I had to write songs that like I did not want to write or about topics that I didn't want to write about. Like there was, oh my God, there's a show on HBO called, I think it's Nora from Queens or it's with Aquafina. Oh yeah. Yeah. My boss said, Hey, so we're making a song out of queefs. And I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> and he said, See, I would love that. <laughs> oh, it was hilarious. I get the beat to write the top line too. Sure enough, bunch of queefs and that's part that's a scene in the show and I had to write something on top of it and like sing on top of it and it's you know every day was something interesting like that so now the show's out on HBO and I'm like hey I did that are we having fun hell yeah
1: I'm Steph and I'm Kayla and we're two best friends coping with life the only way we know how one adventure and a cocktail at a time Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone. It's another episode of Are We Having Fun. And if you're watching the video, if I even posted the video, which I'm really bad about, Stephanie is not here today. Um, just a little housekeeping. We are up on IMDB. So search Are We Having Fun and rate us 10 stars. And of course, follow and download our episodes so you can binge us anytime, catch the new cocktails and catch the new guests that we have every week. So anyway, we're going to get on into it because this week's guest is Jordan Kane, and she is a singer-songwriter in Los Angeles, has hundreds, hundreds, and I say hundreds, no, I'm kidding, of placements in TV and film with songs in Pitch Perfect, WandaVision, Bad Moms, Neighbors, Three Hours Later, Hawaii Five-O, Empire, Three More Hours Later, How to Get Away with Murder, and so many more. I'm sure you've heard of some of her projects. She's written songs for artists, including Alessia Cara, Anna Kendrick, Sophia Carson, and Laura Marano. In addition to writing and producing, her voice has been featured in commercials for Spin Master Toys, trailers for Spider-Man, And she has performed as the singing voice of Barbie in multiple movies and TV shows. She was on season 11 of American Idol and even played a big blue cat on a TV show called Mitten the Kitten in 2014. But she likes to forget that it happened. (laughs) So we want to welcome Jordan Kane to the show.
0: Hi, girl. Hello. Thank you so much. Um Thank it's you. so funny to you have the perfect podcasting voice. I love to hear it. Thank you.
1: I I've really been honing in on it the last 6 months and Silver Queen, a podcast queen. It's so fun. But we are definitely going to jump right in because some of the stuff I read in your introduction is definitely things that we are interested to get into. before we do that, we always introduce a drink. So I thought to myself, what is more LA than a coffee, right? So I made myself a cappuccino, but it wouldn't be complete without a little alcohol. (laughs) So I put creme de cacao and a little bourbon cream and of course, frothed oat milk. So guys, Enjoy. I haven't even actually sipped this yet. So here I go. Oh wow. Oh my gosh. It is really good. You cannot tell there's any alcohol in there. It's like creamy. Oh my gosh. If you like to drink coffee with stuff in it, wow, I'm a genius. I'm just kidding. He's a
0: professional <laughs> barista and bartender yeah. and podcaster. Lookout world. Stephanie's gonna be so proud of me. She's the she's the uh alcohol pro.
1: I, I can't believe I made that. Anyway, you can't go wrong with coffee. So we're going to get right into it. For those of you that didn't know, Jordan did go to high school with us in Orlando, which we've talked about in a couple episodes. Um, But we're going to talk a little bit past that on how you really jumped in American Idol, really took a leap and then moved (laughs) to LA and started this whole thing in TV and film
0: yeah, it was a journey. I mean, it started, you know, when we were in high school, like when we were 14 as our little freshmen selves. Um, that's kind of when I really started taking all of it seriously. So, um, yeah, it's been a little over 10 years now that I've been doing this, which is crazy. I don't know how we got this old. Um, it's quite (laughs) disgusting to be honest. And yeah, I mean, it went from, Just kind of like starting writing songs and, you know, auditioning for things, singing around Orlando at different bars and food truck events and things like that to uh, actually, you know, trying to do it on a bigger scale. So I auditioned for American Idol and came out here for Hollywood week and fell in love with L.A. So my family was luckily super supportive and was always taking me on trips out here. And then I moved here. I think it was the day after I turned 18. Uh, moved here. And now I've been here for nine years. Um, Also unbelievable how that much time flew by. And yeah, that's kind of how I got into the whole TV film thing, which is now basically my full-time career. Amazing. And
1: so I, I know a little bit more background than anybody else, but I forgot what I, I think, were you on another podcast or you were on somebody's yeah, I've been on a couple. Yeah. Somebody I was, I was actually listening to one of one of the things that you were doing and you were talking about American idol and how, (laughs) how that experience kind of like shaped your, um, idea of the industry. And it, it may, it might not have been what everybody perceives that experience to be.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was 16 at the time and, my mom and I actually got my license in Orlando. I had it for a day. And then we went to Houston, Texas. We drove out there to go to an audition because there wasn't one anywhere near Florida that year. Uh, This was season 11. I believe it was like 2012. I think we were juniors in high school. Um, Philip Phillips won that season. And which is a whole nother thing. I was like, who names their kid, Philip Phillips, but who would have thought he's a star.
1: I was going to say, didn't, didn't we come from a place where like, the town is named after someone named philip
0: phillips dr phillips maybe oh that's i didn't think about that and now my mind is blown oh right me too (laughs) oh my god yeah dr phillips florida um beautiful place i always tell people out here they're always like oh you're from florida does that mean you grew up going to the theme parks i'm like hell yeah i did but i uh always tell them like we would be in math class looking out the window and like hearing the screams of the people on Jurassic Park and doing yeah. dragons and how depressing it was. But then also like if you're in LA, the same thing, you can look out totally. the window and see anything that's. Yeah. Well, my value. view literally right now is of the Warner Brothers lot. I live right across the street Ooh, from it and good I location. Yeah. We get filming things on our door every day. It'll be like, we're filming this episode of the rookie and there's going to be, you know, gun sounds and things like that. Don't freak out. It's not real. And we're like, okay. (laughs) Um, so it's cool to see that every day, but yeah, I mean, long story short, basically I auditioned when I was 16. Um, I, you go through so many different rounds before you even get to like the celebrity judges. And then, you know, it goes from like 10,000 people in an arena to about 300 per city. And then you go to the celebrity judges and I, I would say the celebrity judges probably only see about 50 people and, or at least they used to. And the year that I did it, it was JLo, Steven Tyler and Randy Jackson, which was super cool. They were so mm-hmm. nice, very welcoming. And um, JLo said I was cute. So that's my claim. Yes. to fame. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I made it to Hollywood and, came out here for Hollywood week. And I do not know what happened, but I was on a plane with a lot of people from the East coast and almost all of us got a stomach bug, uh, on the plane. And so all of us were throwing up nonstop during Hollywood week. And so that kind of hindered my experience, obviously. And they literally only showed me throwing up. It was like, no singing, no, nothing about me, just Throwing up no. in the trash cans, throwing up on stage, throwing up in next to Ryan Seacrest, and so I was. So Thank bummed, God obviously. memes were not like a thing. Honestly, I kind of wish they were because maybe I would, I could be a meme girl now. That's true. Um, Maybe that would have been your like marketing, um,
1: ploy to
0: like get (laughs) the best thing is that you sign your life away. Like they can film anything and everything they want to. They can Mm -hmm. leave your mic on at all times. Like you, you're, you you do not know what you're getting into. And then, um, I was, you know, sick. And so I went into a bathroom stall to like. Get away from the cameras, and then all of a sudden, I felt a presence, and I look up, and a woman is standing in the stall next to me on the toilet, and she <laughs> no. has the camera over the stall, filming no. me. Um, so, you know, that's kind of that's reality TV, competition TV for you, but you cannot get away from the cameras. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was such a great, (laughs) a great experience throwing up the whole time. (laughs) Um, it was a great experience aside from being sick and getting cut, obviously. I mean, I was so ill. I was like happy to be cut because I was so just miserable that I just wanted to get home. Um, but it kind of like brought me out to LA. I made so many friends that I'm still friends with to this day that are musicians. And it showed me, you know, that I really wanted to live in this city and go to college here. And yeah, I mean, that was a super cool experience would never, I don't regret it at all. Um, but it kind of showed me that those TV shows, it's not about the music. It's not about the singers. It's about the story behind the people. It's about getting drama for a reality TV show and they don't care about, you know, yeah. In your life. They, they care about ratings and things like that. So it kind of made me realize that I don't want to do that kind of thing. And that I want to forge my own path and do, I love having a career where I can do what I love. I can make music and, you know, I mean, I make my own schedule and everything and it pays the bills. That's all that matters yeah. to me, you know? So let's get into that because, um, obviously
1: when you know nothing and you're starting out, the first thing you think about is like radio, right? That's your first like introduction to music. Um, Maybe live music is like the second thing. You don't think about commercial jingles. You don't think about movie. How did you find yourself going into this niche and realizing that this could be a really lucrative path for you?
0: it was an accident, actually. So, you know, I moved out here and I was just trying to take advantage of every opportunity I could. So I was looking online for auditions. I had an agent at the time and I was just, you know, doing everything, every open call, every kind of open mic night I could do. And I happened to be on good old Craigslist and I found an opportunity that said, you know, we need a singing voice for a character and i was like i can sing i can be a character and i had no idea what it was for but i sent in some work some songs that i've done and they said hey this is actually for barbie and we sent your voice to them and they really like it so do you want to come in and record the singing voice for one of the characters and i'm like uh yeah and little old me is 18 freaking out i was so excited and basically I went to record and the company who was recording me was actually responsible for writing and producing all of the songs for all of the Barbie movies and a bunch of the other Mattel brands. And they were like, Hey, do you write songs as well? And I was kind of like, yeah, not great ones, but right. I, it was a fake it till you make it kind of moment. Exactly. So I was like, yes, I'm a songwriter. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they were like, can we hear some? And I said, Sure and they liked what they heard. And at the time they didn't have a young pop female that was working there. Um, they wanted somebody who could make songs like Taylor Swift or Selena Gomez or Katy Perry. And that was exactly what I liked to do. The type of music I listened to. Mm -hmm. So they asked me if I wanted to come on as a full-time songwriter. Wow. And this company, yeah, it was so random. Basically this company, they're called math club music. And, they hire producers and songwriters and engineers and we're on a salary nine to five Monday through Friday and recording songs in a really cool office space that they have. And they are partnered with a sync company called format entertainment. And they are a bunch of music supervisors and publishers that are constantly sending songs out to different productions. And so, I mean, that's how I was able to get so many TV and film placements just because all the songs I was writing on a daily basis were going into this large catalog of songs that music supervisors can pull from for their TV shows and movies or commercials can pull from and yeah I mean we had all these songs in a catalog but we also had custom opportunities coming in, like Barbie, for example, they'd say, Hey, we Mm -hmm. need a song that sounds like this. That's about this. Most of the time it's like, we need a song that sounds like Katy Perry roar. That's about teamwork and friendship. And I'm like, I can do that. (laughs) Yeah. So um, that's, you know, how it all started. And it, it was a total accident. I had no idea what I was getting into, but you know, it's just a really cool thing because you get to, like I said, make music and it still pays the bills. And not only are you you know, making money from it and royalties and everything, but you're also just, it was kind of like a factory in a sense where I was writing and producing and recording songs every single day mm-hmm. for five years. I worked there and, uh, now I'm doing it on my own, but I'm very fast with things. And I, I actually get really impatient if I'm not fast enough. I'm like, oh, <laughs> this is taking forever. Um, it just really helps you develop your craft and learn a lot when you yeah, force yourself to write a song. It's a almost like
1: a boot camp or like a a mm-hmm. workshop at that point. But also, mm-hmm. like you got to write in in the voice you wanted, which is, I mean, incredible for somebody who is still looking for their way. It's like you know, for me, and like more of the acting sense, like you could be thrown into something and you don't feel like the character. Um, but you got to like make it work. You got to find that person, you know, that could happen in music, I'm sure. Totally. Yeah, Yeah. I mean,
0: it's not just, you know, of course I got to write a lot of songs in my own voice.
1: Okay, so I definitely want to go more into you working with your friends. And, you know, in the last few years, you have been in a relationship and he is a producer. So it, it really goes along the lines of that collaborative sort of atmosphere. And you guys have kind of grown together. I've watched and I want to talk a little bit about what that is like. Um, I myself am dating somebody in the aviation industry. So, you know, Ooh. we don't, we don't bring our home or uh, work home with us, you know? Um, yeah. There's not a plane in your living room. That's yeah. Fine. I mean, wait, just wait. Um, one day I'm going to come home and there might be, <laughs> no, I hope that
0: you have a huge house in the Hamptons with a hangar and a plane. That's I hope what I want so for too. <laughs> I hope so too. And you're definitely coming and we're going to go hang by the pool. Let's please. <laughs> We'll just watch (laughs) blockers on a big screen by the pool and it'll be perfect. We're
1: going to watch whatever I'm in with, uh, Uh, well, of course, (laughs) man, no. Um, so anyway, but you know, tell me more about like how you guys, first of all, I know you guys did some work together, but like how it, how it is being in a relationship with somebody who has this deep love of what you do, um, themselves and, and kind of like how,
0: how you work through that. Yeah. I mean, it has been so wonderful to be with somebody who's so creative and has so many cool ideas. And we kind of basically, I mean, I can't do all the things he's really good at and vice versa. So he's such a good producer, which I am not. Um, He has, he has more of like a mathematical brain and sees things a way different way than I do when it comes to music for me, it's more of like intuition and just kind of like following the melody and just kind of hoping it sounds good. And if it doesn't, I'll try other things, but for him, you know, it's more of an equation. He wants to fit pieces into puzzles and things like that. So it works out really well, Uh, when we work together, we just had a session today working with an artist and I love the songs that we do together with other artists. And of course, you know, there's days where he doesn't like a lyric that I put out there and I walk away crying. Um, (laughs) I think it's a challenge in some ways just because I want him to love everything I do. And unfortunately that's just not realistic. And I also have a very hard time with constructive criticism <laughs> um so you know if he doesn't love something that I'm doing I'm easily offended but I'm working on that and yeah I mean it's just really inspiring it's really fun because we speak each other's language you know and I've dated other people in the past who I would talk about something music related and they'd have no idea what I was talking about and I'd have to, <laughs> to kind of explain it and you know I'm sure you it's have like the same explaining situation. a joke and then <laughs> Yeah. yeah, And the like it's not, not funny, funny anymore. <laughs> yeah. And that's true too. There's a bunch of meme pages for producers and songwriters on Instagram and we yeah. both follow them and laugh at the same memes. And it's just cool to have somebody that speaks my language. And we also, you know, I know that I have a built-in kind of coworker that I trust and that I know is going to do an amazing job when we have to do a song together. Like I always trust him to Produce an amazing song. And, and it's really great too, because we have so many friends that are in music and we like to have dinner parties and everybody can talk about music there. And when he makes a friend during a session, we automatically all become friends and vice versa. And it's been really, really special. And I just think he is so attractive when he's sitting there on his computer with his headphones on making his beats. I'm like, look at you go you
1: little cutie. <laughs> You are doing the thing. <laughs> you are doing that thing. A lot of our show has to do with like finding a work-life balance, yeah. something that I struggle with, Stephanie struggles with. And um, just like, you know, everybody's trying to like find that. But I had a job last year and um, it was, there was a couple on my um, team and it literally was like, ripping them apart to to be on this one project together because of the nature of the project it wasn't like them but it was like we were on 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 demand so much that like Mm -hmm. they couldn't turn it off it just wasn't possible yeah when it's time to stop working obviously you're in a session you're in a studio setting when you go home? Are you
0: guys good at like shutting it off? It definitely happens. I mean, there's times where we cannot, you know, if there's a situation where a client does something that upsets us or, you know, if there's like a really tight deadline and we're worried about it or something, we can't stop talking about it. And both of us- we like to complain to each other about the music industry. Like we have <laughs> mental breakdowns once a week together and we're both cancers. Uh, his birthday is the day after mine. So we cry a lot. <laughs> yeah, and, um, We cry about the music industry a lot, which is, it's nice actually, but you're so right. It is so important with that whole work-life balance thing. I definitely struggle with it as well because sometimes at like three o'clock in the morning, I'll wake up with a melody idea and I'm like, you should be sleeping, <laughs> yeah. not recording exactly. sounds into your phone. <laughs> And I'm sure you get it since you play piano and you're involved in music as well. But sometimes you just get an idea at a, you're not like I can't time. let this
1: go <laughs>
0: exactly and so things like that happen but for the most part I don't want to hear a single note after I'm done working for the day like I want to shut off I want to watch my 90 day fiance I want to order Uber <laughs> Eats and stuff my face until I fall asleep like I I for yeah that's my idea of fun yeah <laughs> is relaxing and not hearing a single melody for the rest of the night
1: you're like god forbid this 90 day fiance has a theme song i'm no no, i'm kidding no i know (laughs) skip it skip Skip the intro immediately okay so let's talk about some of those friends that you have dinner parties with first of all i'm so excited to move i am crashing your dinner parties um are you moving to la yeah You didn't tell me that. I didn't tell you that? Oh, no. I'm moving at the end of September. Surprise. Oh, my God. Yeah, we have the moving truck set. We just don't have a place until, like, you know, they let us. Yeah.
0: Get ready for some expensive rent. (laughs) I know.
1: I'm so excited for that, though. People don't even get it. I'm just, like, so ready to be in L.A. Like, I'm just so ready. Oh, I, I, got I need you. like, I'll tell you all sunshine. the
0: places. All yeah. The, oh, we're going so to talk about that. Yeah. Yes.
1: No, I'll be back and I'll be back for good. I had to do my little stint of LA and New York and I'll go back and forth for the rest of my life, but yeah. LA for sure. So surprise. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, so I'll be crashing to those uh, Disney, dinner, Disney parties. That too. That too. dinner
0: parties. Ooh, <laughs> I have a Disney okay. pass, so I'll see
1: Ooh. you there. Oh, yes. Oh, Okay. This is a whole other episode to talk about. Yeah. So anyway, we're going to talk about those friends that you have dinner parties with that you get to work with as well, which I find really cool because, um, you work with not just film and TV, but you have these up and coming really cool artists that you get to write with, um, produce with. And I mean, I, I don't know much about them, but I see their hustle. Like I see them putting out their music videos and, um, they're out on, you know, Spotify, everything like that. Really, really working at their, at their craft. When did you decide, like, this is,
0: this is my mission. It's like to work for myself, to work with these artists. I mean, so like I said, I worked for that company for five years and I actually, uh, decided to quit around the end of 2019. So right before COVID happened, um, I was just, you know, working for them was amazing and I loved it, but I wasn't really able to do anything outside of that because I was, you know, in an office all day. And by the time I was done, I was too tired to go and do another session or, you know, and, but, I really my ultimate dream is to write top 40 pop. Like I want to be writing for Katy Perry and mm-hmm. all those or Ariana Grande. Like that's the dream, the goal. Mm-hmm. Um and so I kind of realized okay, working for this company is amazing and I'm getting to do all these things, but I'm ready to kind of try other things and I was like, well, I have to really get out there and hustle and like work with a lot of people because like I said, it's it is who you know and it's you just it's very rare that you get opportunities just that come knocking. So it's like, you have to go out and you have to make friends and you have to work with people who I I always say, like try to find people who are at a similar place to you because you want to be able to offer them something, you, you know, you want to offer them great talent or you want to offer them connections that you might have and things like that so that they want to do that for you. And, you know, that sounds very LA, but it's it's true like you want to be connected with people who want to do the same things that you want to do and um i just kind of decided okay well i have my boyfriend and i you know work together and we are like a production duo so he can produce the song i can write it and you know the artists that are looking for songs come in and it's a really weird time right now in the industry to be an artist because labels do not really do what they used to. And Mm -hmm. TikTok is a huge thing and being big on social media is a huge thing. And the people that are becoming very successful are the ones that already have a huge following. Mm -hmm. And so you know it can be it's also ugh, the songwriters and producers we're just not getting paid the way we used to because albums aren't sold anymore they're all streamed right, right. and it's a weird time for the industry so it's like you kind of have to find little pockets and niche things you can do to make the money and I am just always, I'm always down to write with somebody once, see how it goes. and you know, we can do more songs if we all vibe and like get together. And luckily we've worked with a lot of different artists and sometimes that's just DMing somebody whose music we like and think is cool. Um, Sometimes like our management will set us up with artists. Sometimes we'll get DMs about working together. And yeah, I mean, there's just so many different people that you can work with. There's so much talent in this city. And I just think you know, you have to make time to work with different people and see what they can do. And um, that's kind of how all the opportunities were coming around. But yeah, I mean, it's been really fun to watch a lot of them take our songs and make music videos to them and things like that. And, um, you know, a lot of times artists release songs and because there's so much out there right now. I mean, there's millions and millions of songs on Spotify. It's very hard to get noticed. And so I think a lot of times it can be really frustrating for artists when they release something and they only get a thousand streams or whatever that is, but you just have to keep going and keep working with people and keep making good music. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we hear that on the podcasting
1: side. It really is like so much more than just the music, especially nowadays. I mean, there's still like people that are outside of music or media or entertainment, they, they still think you're going to get discovered. They still think
0: Mm -hmm. even, you
1: know, you, you being a kid being on American idol is being discovered air quote. And it's
0: like, right. What does that even mean? (laughs) Like, yeah. And that's the thing is like that, that just isn't even people who go on American idol now. I mean, what, it's it's not like they sign a record deal and all of a sudden they're making millions of dollars and they're super famous like it's just not realistic anymore and yeah i think you know the way the music industry is changing is just that people like instant gratification they want to skip to the next song if they don't like it immediately and so you know it makes me kind of sad to be honest i really wish that people valued music like we used to mm-hmm. but in today's society we just don't really care everybody's just kind of a song on a playlist so it's important to me to be friends with people and know people that are just inspiring and love what they do and are creative. And I think I've surrounded myself with a lot of really awesome, creative, talented people. And it inspires me to keep wanting to create in this yes. weird time in yeah. the industry.
1: I was going to say, no matter what you're going to want to create, there's no, once you like start, there's no way out of it. There really isn't you. Yeah. If you tried to change it, you're too way too far in. Like, yep. <laughs> I know. I don't far. even know what I would do. I have no other skills. Like my only I, skill is writing songs. I want to go back into this whole thing about musicians on um, TikTok and things like that because I have been seeing you posting vlogs on TikTok about yep. your journey, and I know that's not really what you were referring to, but on one side. Do you follow artists that like are those people that are getting millions of followers for their music and then trying to like market their songs that
0: way? I do, I do. I feel like there is a lot of oversaturation kind of there right now where every artist, the problem is that the TikTok algorithm is so interesting and people have to make like 20 TikToks a day in order to pop off. And I- kind of was following a lot of artists. And I mean, I was getting literally 20 TikToks a day from each of them. And I was like, where are like people I know, you know, on my following page. Yeah. So oftentimes what I'll do is if I find an artist on TikTok that I really like, or like that I might want to work with, I will actually just go over to Instagram and follow them there just because then it's like, you know, TikTok's just so different. It's just kind of a Free for all and everybody's posting a million things, but I'll go to Instagram, follow them there and like, you know, check out their music on Spotify and then maybe DM them and see if they want to work together. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I love seeing people's song ideas on TikTok though. You know, when they play like their unfinished demos or things like that, I really yeah. enjoy watching that because it inspires me and I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. I should write something similar. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I, I'm
1: interested to hear what you think on that. Cause it it almost seems like for the people that I found that it's, Um, I mean, at that point, you're a content creator, right? So like, Mm -hmm. it's more about like, okay, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? How is this going to compare? Like, um, that's kind of like the attitude I get towards social media in general, or like content creation. Um, And it's just like, interesting that uh, it's almost like that is, yeah, that is their career is the TikTok itself versus Mm -hmm. like,
0: yeah. And it's, they're becoming music. influencers versus musicians, which there's nothing wrong with. I mean, I I follow so many influencers and I love to watch vlogs and, things like that. It's just kind of weird because the acting industry, the influencer industry, the music, they're all kind of morphing (laughs) into one. And I don't know if you find that when it comes to auditioning and different roles and things that they prefer to cast people who already have a following on TikTok. But I just, it makes me sad because it's like, not all of us want to be out here making 400 TikToks
1: a week. (laughs) I think I'm fortunate in the sense that like, acting is a little bit behind the ball in terms of technology sometimes. Yeah. So we're just like getting into the habit of like recording auditions online when we could have been doing that for yeah. so long, but like it's it I would say like having a following is important to some people that mm-hmm. are casting you, but not the more traditional roles. So in that sense it's almost like a blessing. Um yeah. For, for me who doesn't want to like spend all my time content creating. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what am I going to do this time? Like do a scene from this movie. And I do one and yeah. I'm like, all right, I'm kind of over that now. <laughs> like,
0: I mean, day in my life is always a great way to make a TikTok. Cause you just kind yeah. of film little parts of your day and explain what you're doing. And people love it. Um, yeah. That's the only thing I, I really love. It. TikTok. I was going so to say, watch other people. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love
1: watching your vlogs and I, Thank I, you. I feel like I'm talking to you, but I'm not because you really do a good job at like letting the audience in on like what's happening in your life. Oh, thank Um, you. I've gotten like a, like a nice sense of vulnerability that, I mean, I already followed you, but like, if I was discovering you on my, for you page, I would be like, oh,
0: I feel what she's feeling. And thank you. I mean, (laughs) I think. That's the thing is, I know how difficult this industry is. I know how hard it is to move to LA. And I really want to be the person who's like, you know, helpful, answers everybody's questions, and just, you know, (laughs) is relatable in the sense that, like, oh, today I feel like I don't want to do music anymore. And I hate my life and I don't feel (laughs) creative. And I, the music industry is hard because it is. And I want people to understand that they're not the only ones who feel that way and that it's okay to be vulnerable. And, you know, with your, okay now I'm understanding journey to Hollywood because you're literally moving to LA um, yeah yeah hello. yeah it was
1: like the physical yeah the physical that's journey I thought My, you just
0: meant like journey to like becoming an actor well, I didn't realize it, like, it was like a play oh. on it but I was just
1: like I'm that's what happens with social media I get bored of it I'm like oh me too okay. I'd rather be, be doing like, the I'm actual gonna do thing vlog. Yeah, yeah I'm, gonna do I'm like in the every background day. like writing emails I'm gonna send to agents and I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna be
0: vlogging about this. Like, yeah. I mean yeah. I mean, I, I could, think, I guess, but it's such a cool concept because there are people yeah. who want to move to LA and you're actually doing it. And so filming the process and showing people how yeah. to do it and you know, your real feelings on it could be a really cool thing. So I'm excited to see what you make in the next couple of months. I'm so excited for you. Yeah.
1: Thank you. Yeah. You're like, no, it's making so much sense. Yes, and also thanks for up. being
0: like one of the five people that watch. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> oh my God, I love- <laughs> See, that's the thing though. I'm I get, I follow so many people now that like people, I actually know, like you are not showing up in my feed anymore. Yeah. So I need to do some cleaning. Yeah, I,
1: I'm the same way. I'm, I stopped following like influencers that I know are just going to show up anyway on the feed. That's a thing too. So true. Oh, it's just, yeah, don't even get me started. Yeah, it's just a very, uh, yeah, I try to be more intentional with who I follow. Like, why am I following them? Because I, like you said, I want to take that idea and do something else with it or something. Definitely. In your vlogs, though, you kind of like talked about it, it was almost as if you started the vlogs in this. Point in your life where you realize like, am I doing what I really want to be doing? And I feel like everybody's kind of feeling that at this point, Yeah,
0: our quarter life crisis. Like, yeah, it's just kind of like I blinked. I mean, I was 17. I blinked and now I'm 27 in a few days. Like it's just crazy. And Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, I I'm so proud of everything that I've gotten to do in my career. And I'm proud of who I've become as a person. And I love my life, my relationships, my family, everything, but there's like a little bit of a piece missing career-wise where I feel like, okay, I wanted to be the next Hannah Montana. Like that was the dream. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Don't we all (laughs) right. And you know, I hate to think of myself giving up on that dream that I had as a kid. Mm -hmm. And I mean, writing songs for other people is amazing, but truly my love is singing them myself and performing and releasing music. But it's over the last 10 years, almost 10 years that I've lived in LA, I've kind of lost that spark and like wanting to perform and wanting to be an artist myself because it's so easy behind the scenes. It's like, I don't have to stress about what I'm going to wear to a show. I don't have to stress about doing a music video because I have a lot of insecurities when it comes to like being on camera. And it's also very nerve, you know, you're just so nervous when you get on stage and things Mm -hmm. like that. And I think I kind of made myself, I gave into my insecurities and I let myself kind of fall into, Oh, well, I just want to be behind the scenes when the truth is that like, I don't, I want to be the artist. I want to be performing a, a good balance. Yeah. And I think the perfect example of a career that I would want to have is someone like Julia Michaels, Yeah. Um, Do you know who she is? Yeah. Yeah. So she's written songs for Justin
1: Bieber. Not in the background, but she is doing her own thing. She's not like trying to be.
0: Exactly. It's like she, sorry, my dog is barking. I hope you can hear that. She really wanted to talk about this topic. We stand dogs. Yes. On this
1: show. (laughs) It's a
0: dog show. (laughs) Perfect. She likes, it's so funny. Sometimes I'll be recording and she literally sings along. She'll start howling. She's a Husky. So she'll, you know, sing along, but yeah, Julia Michaels is, I mean, she's around our age. I think, I think she might be like a year older than us, but why does everyone written... feel
1: older than me? Oh my God. I feel like a child still sometimes. Me too. And I'm like, <laughs> how
0: did this happen? I'm yeah. what, almost 30. Ew, um. <laughs> no, 30 is going to be the new 20. Like I'm really excited, but yeah. She tell. just, she's written songs for Justin Bieber, Selena Gomez. She's written mm-hmm. theme songs for TV shows and she's an artist as well, but it's not like the kind of artist where it's like Taylor Swift, where she can't like go out in public and like, mm-hmm. you know, she can't have a private life. You know, she probably I'm assuming has tons of money from all the royalties she's getting from all of her. She's just a that consistent worker. Yeah, she's is. consistent and she gets to release her own music. She has fans of her music. She went on tour with I want to say Shawn Mendes and Niall Horan or she's been on different mm-hmm. tours. Like she's still getting to live that amazing life as an artist, but it's not so much pressure like to, I mean, well, I don't know. Maybe she has a lot of True. pressure, but it's not like the level of fame that's toxic like Britney Spears or Taylor Swift or right. you know, that's a lot and I don't think I would ever Want that kind of pressure, you know? I mean, not to say that I would ever be that famous, but it's just nice to think that there is an option to be an artist and put yourself out there more and share your music and not have to feel like you have to be at the same level as Taylor Swift, you know? Yeah,
1: I like that you said that. Um, I actually had that conversation today with my boyfriend about acting. Yeah, it's like it's almost more respectful. I mean, sorry, I shouldn't say that. We love. We absolutely love those top of the top, you know, a list superstars, yeah. we love right. them. Um, and all the A-list actors, we love that for them, but as for our own careers, what I'm getting from you and definitely for me is that it's, it's almost more rewarding to be like consistently working. Like I was saying earlier, without burning yourself out mm-hmm. and just finding that, um, That nice role. I don't know. I have to like put it into acting, but like that nice balance
0: between. Yeah. I mean, if like you could be a series regular on a show, but it's not to the point where you're the number one castmate on the show and you have to be there every day, all day. And you do it for 10 seasons and you hate your life because you can't do anything else. Like, you know, I think it's so cool to be able to work and share your art and pay the bills and still get to experience that childhood dream you have but it's not at such a level where you're burnt out, uncomfortable, unhappy. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, it's tough because in this industry, I feel like you get a win and then it's like, okay, what's next? What's bigger, right. what's better. And it's that's easy exhausting. to get into that. Yeah. Yeah. It is. So I'm really like with me, I have zero expectations anymore. Like if I, you know, I've had, I've had great cuts with different artists and really cool theme song things and stuff, but I was so toxic. And I was like, it's not enough. It's never enough. I need this cut. I need this. (laughs) I'm really learning as I get older to like, just be comfortable with what I have, be content, be happy. And I don't have expectations anymore. It's like, Oh, if it lands, cool. If not, whatever. On to the next, on to the the next,
1: next. always don't fix it on. It's not like a one. Did you watch tick, tick, boom? I, I didn't and it's on my list. I okay. Need okay. To. Okay. Um, I, I had no idea what it was about. I just knew one, I wanted to work on that set when they were in New York. So I knew I needed to watch it. Um, cause yeah. Vanessa Hudgens was in it. Um, so yeah, so it, I didn't know it was about the, uh, the playwright for rent and everything. Um, oh. so the, yeah, the whole story is him writing his first musical and, I don't know if I'm spoiling the movie, but whatever. But basically, spoiler like spoiler alert. Yeah, spoilers here. Um, hopefully you watch it, or at least maybe this makes you want to watch it more. But like Skip the whole had
0: 30 seconds if you're nervous. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the whole the whole story of the movie is his process of writing that first play. And like when it finally gets to that moment he he fixated so much on that one project that it was almost like letting him down and yeah. then he finally gets to work with the whatever executive he finally gets that guy's attention or like an agent or something i can't remember now but he goes now what like she just goes on to the next one you know and he's like yes. what do you mean i spent all this effort and
0: time and like
1: mm-hmm. sacrifice like it it and just really is true
0: Well, it's crazy because my boyfriend, Aaron is, you know, he's a producer and he moved out here about five years ago and I've been here for nine. So I have like a few more years on him as far as this goes. And he kind of is new to producing. I mean, he's always made music, but he was like in a band before he moved here. He lived in Mm -hmm. Austin, Texas. He wasn't really like producing pop music for artists and doing the whole LA thing. And so a lot of times he gets like super frustrated with just the industry in general. And like, cause he loves music so much and he just wants to be successful and he wants to make a lot of money doing what we do. And he gets super frustrated on days where, you know, we don't get the cut that we wanted, or we don't get the theme song that we wanted. And I've realized I used to be like that. And I used to care so much about everything, but the less you care, it's so hard because you, yeah. you want to care, but right. when you don't care and you sort of forget. Like, I don't know, for you, if you film an audition and then send it and then forget about it, you have you're to. more likely exactly you're more likely to hear back from them and actually get the part than if you're sitting there like, oh, why haven't they called me? And oh my god, like just <laughs> on to the next. And it's yeah. like life. It's is like so a toxic relationship. <laughs> I know, but life is so much more peaceful when you don't have to worry about that stuff. And so I mean, I always tell people just don't care. Just stop caring about, I mean, care yeah. about your craft and always do a good job and give 110% and show up early and do that thing. But when you're done, don't care anymore. Yeah. Let it go. I'm loving this conversation. I and know I could talk for eight years. I know um, me too. I never stop talking. So,
1: <laughs> um, and people listening to this are going to be in all sorts of industries, but like, um, the whole point of this podcast, um, is to, have fun with your adult life, no matter what you're yes. working in. Like, you just have to find a way to have fun. And, um, and just the insight that you provided could
0: carry on to any industry. I really believe that. I hope like, so. I just want uh, you're so right. I want everybody to like have fun and be happy. Like, that's all that matters <laughs> in life. It really is. It really is. And
1: we all have struggles with it. I mean, even me this week, the last two weeks, I've had. I don't know how many breakdowns. Um, so I'm glad you have a breakdown every week. No, I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> mostly,
0: usually daily, but this week I've only had one. So oh, okay. cool. It's a good week. I think same <laughs> too. Same.
1: Did you hear the big news? Kayla had a breakdown two days later. Um, so before we go, let's have a little fun. And sure. Um, we need to get the lowdown on Los Angeles. Duh. Okay. Yes. So I need to know what is your favorite food spot in LA? And I know that's like impossible. Oh, and no, I'm it's just, not. I got you. <laughs> I'm going to say no In-N-Out burger. Cause that is just, everybody says that, Yeah, you know,
0: I mean, so- okay. In-N-Out's amazing, but, uh, no, there are so many good places and you're going to die when you try it. It's called John and Vinny's and they have three locations right now. It is an Italian spot. It's more like Americanized Italian. They have the best pasta I've ever had in my life. The best pizza I've ever had in my life. Um, They have soft serve ice cream. They have hot, warm cookies. They have brunch. They have like everything you can imagine. It's a very popular spot. It's very trendy, very vibey inside. And it's really hard to get a reservation. You have to reserve it like three weeks in advance but it is. Heaven, actual heaven. I'm so excited. I am obsessed with
1: Italian food and I love that there's options for everybody and we're really yes. into soft serve right now too. So,
0: oh, okay. That's the gonna be the first I will be taking go. you to all the places. Don't yes. worry. We have a
1: list, a checklist. Oh, God. You took me to this place and now it, it escapes me.
0: Oh, no vacancy.
1: Yes. Thank you. Okay. It um, was like some random DJs. Like like release or something I don't know what he yeah was doing.
0: and we were just like, it's wow, just a cool vibe we're part of the party and just out there <laughs> vibing <laughs> and we're yeah, like <laughs> we're, we're meant to be here we're supposed to be yeah
1: oh yeah we we definitely know the tj <laughs> like <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was so fun and then so what is okay you kind of talked about what you do for fun but um is there anything like Pike wise because oh, you have the doggos um, that you like to do for fun
0: as well. Yeah. I mean, just, I mean, in LA in general, I love going to dog parks. There's a place here called the muddy paw um, it's in a little part of town called Highland park, and it is a coffee shop that has a dog park in it. So it's a, just a small dog park, but it's really cute. Cause they have all these tables and dog treats and they have little hooks on, you know, the railings and the tables and things. So if you want to put your dog on the leash there, you can. Um, but yeah, there's a big grass patch and all the dogs can play together while you drink your coffee so it's a really good place for like a coffee meeting or if your friends have dogs and you want to go hang out like I love things like that I love spending time with my dogs we do go on hikes um Runyon Canyon and Fryman Canyon are my two favorites because they're not too hard I'm not trying to um pull a muscle (laughs) or sweat or not be able to breathe so I take it easy (laughs) and then yeah there's so many good dog parks in this area. And LA is a very dog friendly city. So I do a lot of that. And then, you know, just doing things with friends. I think uh, my best friend and I went to London, Paris and Italy a few weeks ago, and both of us now have the travel bug and we cannot stop thinking about going back to Europe. And we want to go to Africa and Asia and do all kinds of crazy things. And, oh yeah. But we're like, okay, we cannot be spending thousands of dollars every year on traveling. Like we need to calm down. We already had our big trip this year. So we were like, let's find some things in LA that we can do that are in our backyard that we can appreciate. And the best thing about living in LA is that you're two hours from the mountains, you're five hours from San Francisco, you're 40 minutes from the beach where I live. Like you're close to everything. And I think like that's so important is to find fun things in your city to do that you haven't done. And a lot of times I'm like, Ugh, I just want to sleep in and watch yeah. TV and order food. But I'm so happy when I actually make an effort to go to those fun events. And one tip I have is to always go on Instagram and follow like LA food spots or, you know, LA yeah. eats or infatuation San Francisco, whatever your city is. Try to find people who are bloggers or Instagram yeah. people that have fun things to do because that's how you'll find out about all of the events. And so, you know, I always find little things and I'm like, hey, do you want to go to this? Van Gogh exhibit where they're doing roller skating at night? Or do you want to right. go to yoga in the yoga with goats? Like things like yeah, that. Yeah, you know? exactly.
1: And um, okay, sorry. There's just one more thing we have to know. Stephanie oh, and yeah. I, um, we're having a really hard time with getting older. Um, I think we yes. all are, but, but we talk about it a lot. And one of the conversations we had um, recently was about How we have almost been out of high school for 10 years. I'm sick. So we have been getting like legit like texts from people like, hey, are you going to the reunion next year? Like already, it's already started. And so Stephanie's still in Orlando, but she like stays away from that whole area. Yeah, Um, for the most part, unless it has to do with work. And, um, so we're, we're like, are we going to do it? Like, what is it? So uh, we need to know, (laughs) are you planning on going to your high school reunion? This is like a legit thing we have to think about.
0: I know. And I'm sick and I'm disturbed and I can't believe this is happening, but, um, (laughs) I don't even know if I'll be (laughs) invited to be honest. Um, i I don't
1: even know how that works like is it an invitation
0: thing i don't know my senior year i didn't even really go to school um i had one class and i did (laughs) uh and like i mean honestly my last two years of high school like i had a boyfriend and like we it was just kind of like me and him all the time and like i don't have the fondest like last year memories um like, I mean, everyone we went to high school with was wonderful. And like, it was a great experience. I loved our school, but like, I just was so far, (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) I was so far removed from it, like the last year of school. And so Mm -hmm. I really don't know, you know, I mean, I still keep in contact with some people. um, But I feel like high school reunions are just kind of a thing of the past in my mind, just because of social media. It's like, we don't, I know what everybody's doing. We know what everybody looks like.
1: Um, So I kind of don't
0: see the point, but if there were one and I were invited and it were at a time where I could, I mean, I don't see why not. Mm -hmm. Hey, if you're going, I'll go like, that's what we're like.
1: We're like, okay. So I'm going to be on the West coast. Pretty much anybody that I feel like keeping in contact with are on the West coast. Yeah. I'm like, like, Stephanie, should we just like start our own? Like like Napa Valley weekend conveniently oh God, be so fun <laughs> like, <laughs> um Stephanie
0: do you want to move to LA I'm do trying
1: I'm trying so hard I think she's a San Diego girl but I'll take okay, it that's fine too I'll we take, can take it a San
0: Diego girly we can, we can all go to Disneyland we can have a Napa weekend yes be great.
1: I know are we having so,
0: fun are we having fun hell yeah no yeah I mean if you guys go I'll go let's fuck it let's go oh am I I gonna say that Uh, yeah you are we can (laughs) say anything
1: we want this is not this is not network television um so anyway thank you so much for coming on the show this was really fun for me because I get to have a conversation about things that I'm usually by myself talking to myself about so (laughs) um (laughs) it's nice to like just like relate um talk music, talk entertainment, and also just um, relate it to everybody because I'm trying to break down the stigma of of the industry and like people think it's one thing and it really isn't like what they None of us know what we're doing. Like we're all just a free for all. (laughs) It's just like, you know, I just keep telling people like, yeah, we're just basically all running our own little businesses and Mm -hmm. we all come together and uh, that we just have fun. I don't know. That's just all it is and all it needs to be. So um, what are your latest projects and social media that people should know about
0: and what's next for you? Yeah, well, I kind of took a break for a while of doing the Barbie singing voice, but I'm back in action and I will be doing the next couple of movies as the singing voice of Barbie. So that's exciting. And then, uh, yeah, just working with lots of independent artists and I have a couple k-pop korean pop songs coming out with big groups over there and i think honestly i just want to travel the world after (laughs) after going to europe i'm like i want to go to every country um so that's kind of what i want to do you know And, and i would love to be able to travel and work with artists in other countries and things like that so stay tuned we will see yay and how can we find you on instagram tiktok um oh everything is just at jordan kane j-o-r-d-y-n kane k-a-n-e love it well thank you so much and we will catch you you
1: all next week on another episode of are we having fun bye goodbye